I was planning on preaching a different sermon, but after writing the article for this past week's wave, decided I would like to reflect further on the church, the importance of the church in all of our lives, and why it has been such an important influence on society over the last 2,000 years. And I thought it would be good to preach here in the First Presbyterian Church of Ely, Minnesota. Michelle and I have been attending this church for many, many years, and we are associate members here. We, that means that we're here most Sundays during the summer when we're vacationing up in this area, except for this summer when we're not able to do that as they're also doing online services. But as associate members, we support the church financially. We pledge as a part of the regular membership here as well. And the church has been so kind. In fact, the pastor, Reverend Corey Larson, has been very gracious to give me a set of the keys to the church so that I can come here and do internet activities and other things while, while up here this summer. So we're very grateful to the members and to Pastor Larson for their generosity and graciousness here. For we are a church of all seasons. And I want to read just the first verse that Michael read from our Second Corinthians passage, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia during a severe ordeal of affliction. You see, the church throughout history has weathered all kinds of storms. And I don't know if you're aware that during the first 300 years of the early church's formation, uh, most of those Christians were persecuted. That's what happened during those early days, uh, whether it was from the, uh, the Jews or from the Romans in particular, who had the political authority to uh, punish, to uh, torture, and even kill people because of their religious affiliation. And so it was not uncommon for the early Christians to be crucified just as Jesus had been crucified, and for many of them it was an honor to be uh, killed in such a way. It showed their diligence, their faithfulness, their commitment to follow in the way of Christ, even if it led to death on the cross for themselves. And throughout the centuries, people have had to go through all kinds of difficulties as the church has faced different challenges. And then, of course, the Reformation came when there was a clash of ideas, when ideas began to germinate and people had different ideas. The problem with that is, is that when some people thought they were right in their thinking, it meant they thought others were wrong. And so there was persecution and difficulty even during that time in the Reformation. And of course, we know what happened during the, the Great Inquisition and the atrocities and the death that was part of that. And then we fast forward a little bit to the pilgrims. And uh, the pilgrims we know came uh, to this country for religious freedom, but they also suffered uh, great peril, as in the first year or two of their time here in the New World, um, over half of their number died from the cold, from famine, and all those kinds of things. And then we know about slavery in this country and the atrocities of slavery, but it was the Christian faith that kept the slaves going and gave them hope, even in the midst of such difficult times. And in recent times, there have been uh, the atrocities that have happened to some of the black churches right here in our own country, as many of them have been burned because of racial hatred. So I want to go back to this text um, that we have for today from 2 Corinthians. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia, and we could say to all the churches. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, their abundant joy 
and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints. And this not merely as we expected, they gave themselves first to the Lord and by the will of God to us, so that we might urge Titus that as he had already made a beginning, so he should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now, as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. You see, we have all been given gifts. We have to think about our gifts and the particular time that we live in. And we have to adapt those gifts to fit for the circumstances and the times we are called to respond to. And we are called to use those gifts. And as the text also challenges us, we are to be generous. And I want to acknowledge that many of you have been so generous with the church during this strange time of challenge and struggle. And that generosity has helped us continue to be the church. For without your gifts, we would not be able to continue on as we have. And I know that, that we have not been able to offer all the normal programs we would like to be having at the church building, but nonetheless, we have tried to find new ways to connect with each other and to keep strong in our faith and our service. Part of the church is also being gracious and grace-filled. To be a grace-filled community is what the church is all about, to accept each other, to uphold one another to be supportive. And elsewhere in Paul's uh, letters, Paul talks about how when one member suffers, we all suffer together. And when one rejoices, we all rejoice together. But that's what it is to be the body of Christ, to be supportive. I want to share a Danish hymn text by Christian Ostergaard. It goes like this. That cause can never be lost nor stayed, which takes the course of what God has made, and is not trusting in walls and towers, but slowly growing from seeds to flowers. Each noble service that has been wrought was first conceived as a fruitful thought, each worthy cause with the future glorious by quietly growing become victorious. Thereby itself, like a tree, it shows that high it reaches as deep it grows. And when the storms are its branches shaking, it deeper root in the soil is taking be then no more by a storm dismayed, for by it the full-grown seeds are laid. And though the tree, by its might it shatters, what then if thousands of seeds it scatters? You see, in our time, we are called to be the body of Christ. We are called to scatter seeds of faith. We are called to scatter seeds of service, of hope, all the things that keep us going when we are challenged, when we find ourselves in adverse and difficult times, we are to be a church for all seasons. That's what it is to be the body of Christ, to adapt, to be resilient, to find our way forward, no matter what we are confronted with in the world around us. We are to be building up the body of Christ. And when we all do our part, we can make a tremendous difference. And we will get through this. We will get through all of this. And in some ways, we will be the stronger for it. For indeed,
as Christ's people, as Christ's body, we are a church for all seasons. Amen.